1: Thank you for listening. I don't get to go out to dinner as much these days as I used to, but I used to go out to dinner a lot, and I still go out. I I don't know. Once or twice a month, right? I, I mean, I don't think that's a crazy amount, but I'm not living a life of being a recluse. And I have a lot of experience with large dinner bills and large groups, okay? Okay. Uh, last time I went out to dinner, I think it was 11 people. 11 people. It's a lot of people. Great restaurant. Had a good time. Everybody got along. Good food. And, you know. The uh, restaurant bought us dessert, which was very kind. And the bill comes. What do you do? Well, I, I think what every non-annoying person does... You split the check. You split the check. Now, by the way, I, because we were celebrating friends of mine's birthday at the bar before the dinner started while we're waiting for our table, I bought a round for everybody, I I think. And there was another round that I ended up paying for. I'm not sure how I ended up paying for that round, but I paid for that one, too. Fine. Um, And then we all split the bill by 11. And, you know, the people that are in couples, they just... Their share times two. Fine. So, I think that's the way to do it. I find the people that ask for their own check or a separate check at a group dinner, especially if you're among friends. Honestly, I find it so incredibly annoying and irritating. Because I've been both. You know, during Lent, I don't drink alcohol. So I've been the guy that goes to a, a dinner where everybody's drinking except me. And, and so especially when my wife was pregnant, neither of us would be drinking. And I still chip in just as much as if we, we had an equal share because that's what you do. Sometimes you benefit. Sometimes you're shortchanged. But it's a communal experience. It's an annoying thing to have everyone get a... Separate check. However, apparently my attitude is so 2023. The nouveau restaurant etiquette in the year 2024, according to Business Insider, is every diner for himself. Splitting the check is one of the most controversial subjects around group dining. And sentiment in favor of paying for your own meal has been ramping up in the TikTok community. It seems the even split, which is what I favor, is falling out of favor. And 2024 is becoming the year of individual bills. Paying for the bill at the end of a meal has long been you know a, a sticking point with a lot of people do you split evenly or do you pay separately it's a decision that a lot of people feel passionately about and you know and i get it sometimes you know if, you know we have this group of friends that we go to cape may with and we have one friend that doesn't drink and we have another friend another couple they drink for 5 and we'll go to dinner, and this one couple, they'll just order an entree. That's it. This other couple, at least the the fella in there, he's not only getting multiple drinks. He's getting an appetizer. He's getting a soup. He's getting an entree. He's getting a dessert. So I don't blame, in that instance, one guy says, look, all right, let me just get my own check. I get it. I've never done that. I'm of the belief that you split evenly. Now, I'm not a big... Um, Red Meat Eater. But there have been days, there, there, two occasions come to mind. Where are you? I went out for a friend's birthday twice, two separate occasions. And you go to a Brazilian steakhouse. You ever go to a Brazilian steakhouse? I, I find, I, I can't stand it, honestly. I think it's terrible. But people love it. If you're a big steak guy or a big meat eater, they love it. And what you do with these Brazilian steakhouses, if you've never been there is they just keep bringing meat until you flick, until you turn over a card on your place setting. I'm not joking. There's, when your card is upturned and it's green, then they just keep bringing you meat. They just keep bringing you food. And then when you make it red, they stop. That's the whole thing. Otherwise, if it's green, they just keep bringing it to you. And honestly, because, you know, I'm not much of a, a red meat eater, I ate almost nothing. At this dinner. And you know, fine. I, I had enough. I believe me, I'm not in danger of starving anytime soon. But I paid the same as everybody else did. N- not begrudgingly either. I think it's what you do. Well, recently, TikTok users have been gaining traction with the idea that people shouldn't feel guilty about paying for their own food and not splitting the check. And the argument is not at all new because the creators of certain apps have been making this point since at least last year, but there's now this wave of new videos that's brought this discussion into the into the spotlight. Many of these posts are in the form of first-person testimony, a, a format that's not always proven to be reliable, as we've talked about with these social media testimonials before. But the passionate reaction that these stories get often drumming up opposition to bill splitting indicates it's an increasingly common sentiment, perhaps exacerbated by some people's precarious financial situation and new technology that allows people to easily pay for their food separately. And they're saying that in 2024, it's every diner for themselves. I understand where people are coming from when they say splitting the bill can be unfair. I just think when you're going out to dinner, it's almost like paying taxes, right? You, you, sometimes you give more to the government than you get back. Other times you, you, you get back more from the government than you give. It goes both ways, it cuts both ways. Um, and they say this new technology. Enabling easy splitting of a restaurant check has only um, spiked demand in this. So count me firmly on the side of splitting the check evenly. I don't care if there's 10 people there or 40 people there. You divide it up. I don't care if 10 people are drinking and 30 people aren't or vice versa, because that's really what drives up the bill. I'm always amazed during Lent when my wife and I will go out to dinner, I always think they've given me someone else's bill because I'm shocked at how, how cheap it is when you don't drink alcohol at these restaurants. But I, um, I get why people are upset, but I think these bills, the right thing to do, you're out among friends, split the bill. just Split the bill. Someone who somewhat disagrees is the Petty Party Podcast. Who had some interesting remarks about if you order certain types of drinks, what you should do.
2: If I order a round of shots for the table, That's your responsibility. Yeah. that is going on my bill. Yeah, and so
3: I do think that we are getting into this culture where people are like, let's just evenly split things, but we're not evenly Eating. yoked we're at the evil. table.
1: I get what she's saying. If you're if you're saying let me buy a round of shots, okay, I get that. I get that. But otherwise, if people are just eating and drinking what they want, let everybody order what they want, and you split the bill. So, you know, sometimes if I get something that's expensive, you know, because I, I like lobster, I'll, maybe I'll get the lobster, and um, you know, I, I'll, I'll maybe get an expensive drink. I'll offer to pay more, and almost never will someone actually say, "Oh no, 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 no. you you don't have to." It happened with, uh, my wife and I went out with my friend Brian Goldstein and his wife Jess. We went to a Japanese restaurant. And you've not seen Gluttony until you've seen me at a Japanese restaurant. And I had substantially more than Brian did. And I think I had uh, probably three drinks to his one drink because he was driving and I was not. And um, uh, I said, you know, I'm happy to pay more. He said, no, don't, don't be ridiculous. We'll just split it. That's what you do. That's what gentlemen do. What do you think? 800-848-9222. That's 800-848-9222. Oh, by the way, you know whose birthday it is today? Danielle from Brooklyn. Happy birthday to Danielle from Brooklyn, one of our great callers and one of our great listeners. I hope all of your birthday wishes come true. I wish I would have known earlier. That it was your birthday, Danielle. We would have uh, given you a, a special song, but alas, it is now too late. But happy birthday! In any event, um, I hope you're doing something fun this weekend. All right, as promised, eight hundred eight four eight ninety two twenty two. Here is the original Rick from Original Jersey. Hey, Rick.
4: Ma, wow, you really built me up. I hope I lived up to this.
1: Me too. Uh, Believe me, uh, I, 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 get, I need well, you to keep uh, the ratings up here.
4: Yeah. All right. Well, we're, we're in trouble. Anyway, about uh, why they use famous people to on children's when the kid doesn't even know who they are it's for the parents the same same playbook that spanish tv uses have you ever watched the spanish tv child's show with with carmine
1: i, I don't think i have no
4: okay they have a, <clears throat> a playbook where they use very hot young women as the hosts and that's to keep poppy watching with the kids and not turning the show off to football you know they want they realize that Parents are in control of what their kids are watching, and if the parents aren't entertained, they're going to turn it off very quickly. So the parents are buying the tickets to these movies and stuff, and they're like, oh, look, it has Tom Hanks, and it has Owen Wilson, but let's go there. But honestly, the, honestly,
1: Rick, I, I, I hear what you're saying, and that makes sense, and I'm sure that is part of the reason but my, I think my son would want to watch Cars just as much I, I, as he does if they were all obscure actors. And I would put it on for him just the same because well, he wants you, to watch though. it. You're a good so. father. Well, no, but, you're, but you're, you're a honestly, father, I, I think you know? anybody to get a screaming and crying two-year-old to uh, sit still for 15 minutes would probably do the same thing. Do you really think there are a lot of people out here that say, oh, there are no stars in this particular version of uh Toy Story three, rah! give me no, the original Toy no, Story. No, no, I
4: don't think that. I think that as they're watching it, they're getting bored, and they're uh, all "Okay, take, look, all right." You know, you know I, let's turn this off. You know, and and if, if the parents are interested, it's going to stay on. If they're not, maybe they'll turn it to or they'll turn to another. uh movie that does use them so everybody has to use these famous people otherwise you lose to the ones that
1: don't well that's an interesting theory that's an interesting theory thank you uh, thank you rick that Uh-oh, makes sense you, uh,
4: well, one, one other thing please sure it's going to be it's going to be my birthday on monday can i get a bumper
1: song all right well uh, yeah, text or email me we'll work something out under sure, the table sure. okay Sure. All right. You you and Danielle clearly have the same sign. Good for you. Maybe you guys. Well, what what is it? If your birthday's now, what? Are, I, I don't follow. I see this. Is where my brother Josh, Aquarius. You're Aquarius. If you're if you're mid to late January, that's what you are. Um, so yeah, maybe it, it's the, we're in the age of Aquarius. Here we are. I don't know what it says that we have so many Aquarians that listen to this program. We got we got uh, Rick, we got Danielle, we got others. All right, eight hundred eight 800-848-9222. Hey, uh, Tony, where are you on the uh, bill splitting versus everybody get their own bill situation?
2: You know, Elias and I were talking about it. If we're all together, like the three of us, let's split it on one third. I have no problems with right. it. Right.
1: Exactly. I mean, see now this is why the three of us have never been out to dinner together because I didn't know that you guys were cool like that. Now that I know you're cool like that, now we can yeah. actually go out and have yeah. dinner. You know, let, let's just be
2: fair. You know, I'm, I, I wouldn't, I would, I would not take advantage of you or Elias. Like, look, all three of us are together, let's do it. Although dinner
1: for us is probably eight a.m. or so.
2: Yes, or, you know. uh, that's, that's breakfast. <laughs> um, well,
1: but no, but no, breakfast for me is is two p.m.
2: Same here. Same right? Here.
1: I mean, yeah. I, we we're in kind of a backwards schedule. Meantime, though, address this fellow. This fellow just uh, sent me an SMS text message. And you could do that as well at 816 8 He writes, what if your meal was the cheapest out of all of them? Why should you have to pay for lobster when you're having chicken? That's precisely the rationale of why people want to get their individual bills. My view is you just should. You just should. I, I understand, and there was a whole Friends episode about this when I used to watch Friends because at the time, if I, again, I haven't seen this in, in 28 years, but at the time, from what I remember, I think two or three of the Friends were doing really well financially, they had good jobs, and then two or three of the Friends were really struggling, and they didn't appreciate that formula. In that instance, I get it, right? If you're... If there's a financial hardship and you're having a tough time and you're going out of your way to not order anything expensive, okay. But if you're if you're talking about a difference of saving ten dollars, really, you're gonna make the guy whack this bill, you know, up into separate checks so you could save ten dollars. Come on, you're among friends. Just do the right thing. I, I'm, now, look, we've all been there. We've all seen the person like my friend Rich. Who is ordering, you know, drink after drink, the most expensive things on the menu, whatever it is, and then they expect everybody else to cover for their, you know, their lavish ordering. That's not right either. Everybody should order what they want, not go out of your way to, you know, to to stick everybody else with the bill and just, you know, dine responsibly. I hate that this is now the trend of uh, separate checks. I really do. Uh, the last thing I'll say on this, um, I don't remember what it was, but it was interesting. I don't remember what it was, but the the moment has
2: passed. But, me. Frank, let me say this. You know, this past Saturday, three of my friends went out, and when the bill came, um, sure. all three of us gave the waiter a, a debit card. Right. And that was it. And he knew what what each of us ordered, and that was that. And then right, well,
1: you split it even. Yeah,
2: we split it even. Yeah, right. That's
1: what you're supposed to I do. I gave
2: him a tip. And the two young ladies gave the guy our waiter a tip, and that was it. Yeah, so you were out with two young ladies. Yes, good for you. Yes, man, good for you. <laughs> Thank you. Um,
1: so, I mean, yeah, I think that's the 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 right thing to do. I just do, you know. That's that's my view. 800-848-9222. Brandon in New Jersey, what do you think?
5: Hey, I'm uh, you know, I'm not a, a high roller like you, Frank. I didn't even really know that you know you were supposed to split the the check evenly, but. You know, that sounds fine to me. I don't see any big problem with it.
1: Well, so I'm just a play devil's advocate. What about this guy that writes me saying, um, you know, what if you get the cheapest dinner and then you have to subsidize someone else's lobster? You know, uh, what about that attitude? What about a guy that says that's unfair?
5: I mean, I get it, but isn't that kind of being a little petty? Yes, exactly. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Of course yeah. it is. Of course it is. So when you said this is um, the splitting the bill evenly is, is new to you, what do you do when you go out with friends?
5: Uh, I guess I normally try to go out with friends that pick up the tab.
1: Oh, see, you're the <laughs> smartest guy in this conversation, if that's the case. Thank you. Thank you, Brandon. Well Thanks. done. Have a good weekend. 800-848-9222. 800-848-9222. It's also a different and this is just going to the restaurant. It's a different ball game if you're having people over your house. You know, then you you just uh, hopefully everybody brings something, a bottle of wine or a case of beer or something and then you will provide the food. You know, there I years ago I had one friend who would do a lobster night at his house. And one year he invites all these people over and they all brought stuff. Right? A side or a, a bottle of wine or something. And then he gives them all a bill for their lobster. People were floored. I don't think most of those people came back the next year. Eight hundred eight four eight ninety two twenty two. 848 Frank is in uh, the Atlantic Highlands. Hello, Frank.
6: Yeah, no, it's the Highlands, the Atlantic Highlands. The next. Time so, be,
1: wherever you are, it's great to have you, Frank. Yeah. What's on your mind?
6: <laughs> Thank you. Well, I, I just uh, uh, always appropriate. Um, uh, sometimes I'll say, "Well, who's there?" I don't have any money. I can't come, and they'll say, "Well, uh, you know, we'll pay for it. We'll pay for you." And um, other times, I'm like, "Listen, I want to buy dinner." Last time you did that for me, you know. The next time I'm buying dinner for right, you know right. the other. That's nice. You know, and it's, so it's always appropriate, and you pre you know you you, you communicate. But um, anyway, I, you know, I'm nobody and nothing. I mean, um, uh, but I really feel that what's going on with uh, with with all these wars and stuff that we, we have to realize, even as hosts, even as newspaper writers, everyone, uh, there should be a consistent call out for the stoppage of these wars. And there's providence and peace. And there's... This is the answer. This is the revolution of the 2000s, and uh, we we, uh, we have a responsibility of anyone that we know in any kind of credible position, you know, um, for for um, for civil society. Uh, uh, the dominoes have to start from the top, and we push them forward for peace. And and in doing that. The rest, it, it, it does make a difference in every one of our individual lives. And uh, that's what I wanted to just point out. That Fra- yeah, Frank. You and me and everyone should be calling out for the stoppage of war. So what happened to two wrongs don't make a right? And, and, and there's a point where we've got a command. A, a voice of humanity will become a command when 80% of the world is saying it and calling it out consistently and uh, i'm not anti-semitic but i want peace i want i want israel to stop yeah uh what they're doing and, and
1: I, right and, and yeah, uh, yeah thank you frank you, you said a lot there and uh, i agree with much of what you said um about uh, opposing war in general you know when you get into specific conflicts it becomes in some respects much more difficult right because look if you're, if you're someone that supports what Israel is doing, you see this, this entity, Hamas, that has a whole bunch of hostages and is still firing rockets at, you know, whoever they can fire a rocket at. So if you're somebody that thinks this war is based on a defensive posture, you basically said, well, Hamas has the ability to end this war tomorrow, release the hostages and stop firing rockets right if you view things from the other point of view it's kind of like the russia ukraine situation if you view that the whole thing as having started in february of 2022 it's clear russians are the evil supervillains if you look prior to february of 2022 you see that there's a little bit more of a, of a of a nuanced auspices to that right uh, or uh, origin 808 848 9222 steve is in california hi steve
5: Hi, Frank. Thanks. Yeah, I heard you uh, interviewed RFK Jr. tonight. Congratulations. Thank you. You know, as much as I love Trump, uh, I think RFK Jr. would be the better of the two candidates. And the reason being, uh, like his uh, uncle and his father, very articulate, very eloquent. They, they hit the, the right notes. They, they see farther than the competition. They see things more profoundly. They make more sense. Now, the one thing I want to put out there is RFK's speech impediment, which I think is the result of PTSD from all of his family members being killed, similar to a guy who's been uh, on four ships that go down in the in war. He needs shock therapy to get over his PTSD. And I, I want America to collectively give RFK Jr. a, a great big hug and, re- and give him reassurance to know, for, for him to know that he is loved and not to be afraid that we we're not to blame for that. It was our enemies that did all that, not not the people all of right. America.
1: Yeah. Th- thank you, Steve. I appreciate the call. Yeah. As far as you know, uh, RFK Junior.'s speech, we've talked about this before. He suffers from something called uh, spasmodic dysphonia, and he's very <clears throat> he's very cognizant of it. He says he can't listen. To his own voice, he says, you know, when I offered to send him the previous radio interview that we did, he said, no, I'm not going to listen to it. I can't listen to my own voice anymore. He's very bothered by it. It's not at all painful, but it's a neurological disease. A lot of people have it. I have a cousin that has it. Not as badly as he has it, but there's a lot of people that have it. I think um, one of the senators from Connecticut, I believe, has it. Scott Adams from the Dilbert comic strip has it a number of other people as uh, as well have this it's a it's a very common neurological disease or disorder and uh, people have tried to find a cure for this but um or treatment and with varying varying degrees of success and results so that's that all right um noam Leiden is here we'll get a look at what's in the news with him straight ahead
0: the other side of midnight with frank Marano. Other side of midnight with Frank Murano.
1: Prepare to be amazed, prepare to be informed, prepare to be entertained, prepare to have your intellectual curiosity piqued because you're about to hear the most informative few minutes in Overnight Radio. Stand by for the other side of midnight's news.
0: From New York City, the other side of midnight's and its affiliated stations present National and International News with Frank Morano and News Director Noam Laden. Their summary of the world news and personal comments. Get the rest of the story.
1: No, we've hung out a couple of times. I don't think, uh, you know, it's been a few years since we went out to dinner together, but you're with me on the splitting of checks, right? You should not ask for your own bill.
7: You know, I always have this issue because I'm not a big drinker and if you go and i invariably i'm out with people who are huge drinkers i don't mean they're not alcoholics but they go out not that right, often and right, they want to drink that's fine and then that drink bill sometimes can be just true. hundreds upon hundreds of dollars and there is part of me that always says why am i splitting this when i had like just a glass of wine so you're and you a had separate seven Czech drinks
1: guy? you're a separate check guy
7: you know I it's not separate check. It's just that you, everybody. Oh, you're saying separate check so you can pay your amount. Yeah, a
1: separate bill. Right? Yeah, that's uh,
7: very uncomfortable. It's ridiculous. Yeah.
1: Now listen, I just got this SMS text message here from Marianne from Newberg. Loves the show, loves us, and she writes that she was, um, you know, she was a waitress. She moonlighted as a waitress for ten years, and you know, my dad was a waiter for many years. So I was a have a, a, a soft spot for any any server. And she writes, it was very confusing to write separate checks for a large party. I, I completely agree w- with right. that. I-, I-, I feel bad for these waitresses. They're keeping track. Of, How do they keep Who track? Who had the chicken piccata? Yeah. How- Right. I mean, they're trying to get to all these tables, and then they're trying to bifurcate these these checks. It's terrible.
7: Yeah. I-, I When we go out, it's always, you just assume, you know, the bill comes and you split it however many ways there are people at the table. If it's three couples, then you, sit, Boom. you know, split it three That's ways. It. Yeah. That's it. Simple as but I big... do sometimes feel a little bad that I've paid hundreds of dollars right, more so, for the alcohol. So
1: you're a victim. I'm the I'm the offender in that. <laughs> in, in most of these scenarios, I don't, I don't feel
7: terrible. I just you know it's sort all, like, right, well. all right. All right. Shame I just want working. someone to acknowledge that I had one drink and not seven.
1: You're working this weekend, I imagine, right? No, no, I'm here. Oh, I'm off this you're weekend. you're off. Yeah. All right, mm-hmm. so maybe we'll go out to dinner. Okay, so this, that'd be great. All right. What's in I'll the pay news? for the drinks. Right.
7: <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm inviting you. What's uh, what's in the news? No. So this, uh, I want to do a follow-up to this Alabama story we did yesterday. This uh, man in Alabama, C- Kenneth Eugene Smith, 58 years old, he was going to be put, put to death a uh, pure nitrogen gas, first of its kind execution. ...in the United States, first of its kind uh, uh, execution anywhere in the world. And there was a lot of debate of whether they should do this, whether he should be put to death this way. Alabama went forward with this last night. 8.25, he passed away. Uh, There were, as there always are, a viewing section of people who get to see this. There are invited guests, either on the part of the person who is about to be put to death... Or reporters are sometimes let into this viewing room. So the execution took about 22 minutes from the time of the opening and the closing of the curtains to the viewing room. The people inside said Smith appeared to remain conscious for several minutes, for at least two minutes. He appeared to shake and writhe on the gurney, sometimes pulling against the restraints. That was followed by several minutes of heavy breathing until he was gone. So uh, he made an "I love you" sign with his hands towards his family uh, members. Uh, in his final statement, he a written statement he said, "I'm leaving with love, peace, and light tonight." Now he was accused of murder, so um, right. in some ways, of course, it's hard to feel sorry for somebody who took someone else's life. Uh, so, but you had these people who really pushed back that this was cruel and unusual but 22 minutes from the beginning to the end uh you know we don't no more information than that i know you said he
1: released that statement did he have actual last words that he delivered audibly
7: no last words he just made the i love you sign to his family members who were in the gallery that watched it um the he had a he did get a last meal again like you know he had they tried to put him together two years ago and There was lots of complications, and it didn't happen. So he got two finals. Two last meals. Well, he didn't touch this one. Oh. You can imagine how hungry are you when you're about to be put to death, maybe not so hungry. Through asphyxiation. Um, Do we know
1: what the last meal was that he
7: neglected to enjoy? It was from, he ordered a meal in from the Waffle House, which was a T-bone steak, hash browns, eggs, and A1 sauce, but they said he barely touched it. Was it
1: the same last meal that he got prior to his last execution? Great
7: question, I do not know.
1: Because, you know, it's funny, I have, like a lot of married people, not me, but I have a a married friend who when um when i was engaged who said to me you know one, one of the key reasons you get married is to make sure you can go somewhere fun on the honeymoon because he asked me where are you going on the honeymoon and i hadn't thought about it he right. said what are you talking about that's why you get married to go on the honeymoon. and so i feel like that's one of the reasons you try to get executed twice is to get two <laughs> last meals <laughs> right. and you should at least enjoy that last meal i mean what right. are you doing
7: yeah I, you know how many, how often we'll get that story where you, because you're always curious about the last meal, right. in sort of a sick way, right? How many times the story is the person barely touched it, the the order just an entire feast, and the, usually the person will provide whatever they ask for. It usually involves Dr Pepper. I'm not sure why Dr Pepper's seems to be a very popular drink with people on. I guess death people row. that
1: drink Dr Pepper are more likely to commit capital crimes.
7: <laughs> okay, hmm. you make that connection. Be careful.
1: <laughs> I you know what I'm going to get for my last meal. Tab, because I can't get it anywhere else. I feel like that's the one way way I'm still going to be able to get it is uh, if I kill someone.
7: That warden will go to the end of the world, I'm sure, to find it for you. (laughs) I'm sure, I'm sure. Have you seen the story out of Japan? This Miss Japan, latest uh, winner of Miss Japan, is a woman whose name is Carolina Shino. And there is a debate going on in Japan if she is Japanese enough. She Mm. was born in Ukraine but spent most of her life in Japan. She grew up essentially in Japan. And she's 26 years old, a model. She won Miss Japan, but there's all kinds of backlash on social media because she does not look traditionally Japanese. She's white. Yeah, I kind of get what people,
1: you know, because, I mean, I'm seeing her in this sea of Japanese beauty queens, and she's the only one that's not Asian looking, right? right? I mean, I I get why they're upset, but I think she should have every right to be Miss Japan as as everybody else does. I mean, she's a Japanese citizen, presumably, grew up there, and she's, you know, if, I know Japanese culture and the legal system is very hostile to immigration in general, and if she and her family were able to jump through all those
7: hoops to legally, immigrate. uh, Why not? Why not? Well, there is a pushback and some people saying this was a political move that if she had been uh, a a immigrant from Russia, Ah. she would not have won. But because she was from Ukraine, that may be the reason she was the victor on uh, Monday night.
1: That's very interesting. You know, in some respects, it reminds me that you'll see some of these Olympic uh, Olympic teams of sporting events, whatever the sport, let's say soccer, where the Olympic team from, let's say, the United States, it's almost entirely consisting of Nigerian immigrants. Right. Right? I mean, you think, okay, maybe these people should be playing for Nigeria rather than the United States, but they're American. Of course. You know, so Miss Ukraine is the Nigerian Olympic soccer player of Miss Japan. And present. they've
7: made a step, I think, in the right direction to acknowledge that she's Japanese like everybody else Yeah, does. that's right. Yeah. We'll see. This story has just captivated France of a nine-year-old boy who lived on his own for two solid years. His mother essentially had abandoned him to go live with her boyfriend, just a couple miles away, once in a while would check on him. The power in the apartment he was living in went out. Uh, there was no electricity at all, so uh, he had to scrounge for food. Oh, he no. showed up for school. This is when you realize the spirit of a kid to just live on. So his mom essentially had abandoned him. Nobody else seemed to notice that he had been abandoned. He showed up to school every day. Uh, teachers there say they didn't notice anything wrong. He didn't look dirty or anything like that. He took uh, apparently cold water showers when he could to keep himself clean. Straight A student. Are you kidding? no. Uh, he had to, uh, he would steal tomatoes from the porch next to him in the summertime. So there was an apartment next to him where they were growing tomatoes. He would sometimes steal tomatoes from them so to have something like real to eat. Otherwise, he lived on cake a lot of the time. He would scrounge for money and then he would buy cake. And he would eat cake. Well, as Marie
1: Antoinette said, (laughs) let them eat cake, right? Right. That's the the derrogeur move in France. Did
7: this mom get charged with any sort of neglect? So this is amazing. This went on for two solid years that nobody noticed. The school did not notice because he was doing so well in class. Neighbors knew something was up, and it took them a while to come forward and report it because they just weren't sure. You know, it was that matter of... I'm going to mind my own business because I'm not sure what's going on here. So the, finally they did. And, yeah, this mother now has been sentenced to time at home, actually. So she's not going to serve time in prison. She has to serve time in her house, but not with the kid. The kid has been handed over to the father. Now, why the father didn't know or what was up over two years is amazing. Yeah, poor kid.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, as long as she's willing to take anything except actually having to parent, you know. Anything, yeah.
7: Right? I mean... Yes, yeah, so uh, cake and tin goods, or canned goods. That's what he lived on that two solid very years. Impressive. He would, uh, before he'd go to sleep at night, because it was so cold in the wintertime, he'd wrap himself up in like seven blankets and then somehow fall asleep. He was able to get himself up in the morning to go to class. So he was aware enough at nine years old to realize, hey, you know, Okay, my parents have left me all alone. Here's my ticket out of here and education. So he showed up to school every day.
1: Well, God bless him. I hope he continues to uh, do well. You know why he did so well, why he had that strength of will. There was not a Dr. Pepper to be found in that whole house. That's it. That's it. Thank you, Noam. Have a good weekend. You too. What are you doing since you're off with all this... uh, Time off this weekend.
7: My uh, youngest is celebrating a birthday, so we're going to come in the city and celebrate. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, have fun. Enjoy. Thanks. Hopefully there's no bill splitting involved. 800 uh, 848
7: And now you know the rest of the story.
1: Eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. 848 Let me say hello to Larry in Brookline.
3: Hi, Larry. Yeah, hi, Frank. Um, you know, first of all, I want to say that I laud you for your attitude about... Uh, Sharing the bill, you know, it's much more than you really think it is because we have a tradition uh, in Judaism that says uh, it's the ways of of Sodom when you say what's mine is mine, it's what yours is yours. It's like supposedly the ultimate evil. The ultimate evil arises out of that kind of selfishness, and um, so I really lord you for having uh, that that kind of that kind of sharing spirit. It's not just an option; it's something that that says. Something about your soul. Thank you.
1: I I will accept your uh, laudatory praise. Thank you, Larry.
3: And something else I want to say also is that, um, as far as this death penalty goes, um, I don't think it's a funny thing that you execute somebody thirty five years after the crime. Now that would be cruel than usual punishment. It has come before the Supreme Court, I believe, I'm pretty certain. But they ruled that because the the defendant himself incurred the delay by his appeals. And therefore, it's not considerable the the duration of time. Now that is the most ridiculous reasoning if you think about it. Just because he exercised his rights, right, it makes it not cruel and unusual. Well, so I think we have to get a little more civilized. Well, so you would
1: do away with the death penalty?
3: No, I'm very much an advocate for the death penalty, but I would I would have uh, certain uh, secondary panels in place to have an, uh, another hearing to see whether the guy is a changed human being. If he's a changed human being, what are you executing? There's, re- there's redemption in this world, and there's redemption in the next world. And if the person achieves it in this world, I don't think we should be the ones to take that away from him.
1: All right. Hey, uh, so be it, Larry. Thank you. I appreciate that. 800 848 800 848 Two, two, um, oh, there's one thing that I found interesting. I just discovered this right before the show, and uh, I, well, let me share it with you. Early hunter-gatherers, you know, I, I like history, but most of the history that I like is, you know, in the last 2,000 years or so. Ancient history is really interesting as well. I just don't know it as well, and you go back to the caveman times, that's interesting too. That's probably the aspect of history that I know the least. Early hunter-gatherers were mostly just gatherers, according to a new study. Evidence from burial sites in the Peruvian Andes, dating back to 7,000 to 4,500 BC, suggested diets mostly consisted of, ready for this, wild potatoes or other root vegetables with meat only making up 20% of humans' intake. The findings challenge the whole Geico stereotype of the macho caveman, often associated with the Earth's first humans. This, according to the lead author of this particular study animal remains and tools for meat eating are more likely to be preserved than plant remains, possibly fueling the original notion that meat was a primary part of early diets. But this analysis says that's not the case. The analysis also signals that the shift to agricultural economies was a gradual transition and not, repeat, not driven by over-hunting. So uh, there's that. Very interesting. 800-848-9222. Jim is in Nutley. What's on your mind, Jim?
4: Yes, hi. I'm I'm very upset about the uh execution. Um I think that was kind of cruel way to kill somebody. I don't know why they just couldn't use carbon monoxide and and
6: uh I don't know, very upsetting. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, uh, I, I don't think it's uh, I think it's ridiculous as well. I mean, I think it's torture. I, I said yesterday that uh, I, I don't see why they couldn't simply give him barbiturate pills like they would somebody that was uh, pursuing a physician-assisted suicide. Exactly. All right. I, I just thank you for. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, P- appreciate it. Eight hundred eight four eight ninety two twenty two. Let me squeeze in Pamela here, and then we'll we'll do fifteen seconds of fame coming up in just a bit. Pamela, what's on your mind?
5: Oh, hi. Um, yeah, uh, as far as third parties, we don't need that right now. We are in such trouble that we need uh, something consistent and nobody with far out views and uh, and who who has done it already. And I know people will say, oh, well, yeah, yeah, you're a Trump person. Yeah, I am. And um, we can't get in the weeds with this because, you know, young people can't afford homes. I just went to the store, grocery store, $99 for what? For what? <laughs> I mean, this needs to stop now. I get this that. Needs to stop. And I we need that. a short thing. And, and uh, we need somebody who is willing to organize it all and, and put an end to this insanity.
1: Don't we will see what happens, away. Pamela. Thank you. Yeah, I, I don't think I was never in doubt as to who you were supporting. Never in doubt. All right. 800 848 9222, 800 848 9222. We'll do 15 seconds of fame straight ahead.
0: The Other Side of Midnight.
1: Till the top of the hour, and some of us can start our weekend. Uh, I, you know, I'm seeing this story that uh, I find very disturbing. A South Korean lawmaker has been hospitalized after the second attack on politicians in that country in the last month. Sure enough, a South Korean politician was injured after being struck on the head with what they're describing as a rock-like object, you know, I just don't understand this. This craziness has to stop. Of attacking politicians or just people that you don't agree with, chill out, chill out. When my son is having a temper tantrum, I say, "Carmine, he start. You know, he'll throw things. He'll he'll you know throw his crackers or uh, his drink or even his, his stuffed animal that he likes, his bear." And I say, Carmine, it's not how we handle ourselves. I know you're frustrated. Take a deep breath. (sighs) Chill out. I feel like these people that are tempted to throw rocks at others um, and, you know, do their thing, I think they need that same approach. I don't know why people are so worked up about everything. I get there's a lot going on in the world. I do. It's not going to be improved by you slandering someone on social media, especially someone you've never met, or personally attacking them. It's certainly not going to be improved by you throwing something at a politician. I just do not get it. I do not get it. Hey, uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, yes, I still call it Twitter. You can do so at Frank Morano, that's Frank, M-O-R-A-N-O. On Monday, uh, we are going to be joined by Carol Alt, which I'm very much looking forward to. And uh, I think uh, she always brings a lot to the program. And I'm looking forward to that conversation. And I have a few other surprises up my sleeve for Monday's program as well. Big announcement coming up next week as well about the future of this program that I'm very excited about. And uh, I've been enjoying having Dominic Carter in here at the beginning of the show. Maybe we'll see if he wants to stick around for the first portion of the show uh, every day next week, too. I will say... If you live in a market and you're listening to this show and you don't get to hear all four hours, my sympathies to you, but all is not lost. You can listen to the hours that your station doesn't carry by searching the other side of midnight on any podcast app, hit the subscribe button, and all four hours of this program will come to you each and every day. Additionally... You can um, just go to RedApplePodcastNetwork.com. That's uh, RedApplePodcastNetwork.com, and just search The Other Side of Midnight, and you can listen to any portion of the show that you might miss. All right, without further ado, let's give you a chance to be heard for 15 seconds, 800 848
0: The Other Side of Midnight. This is 15 Seconds of Fame. fame.
1: Mike!
3: James O'Keefe of O'KeefeMediaGroup.com is fighting to save America. Please donate to O'KeefeMediaGroup.com 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 Timothy Warning, before it's too late go to John chapter 3 verse 1 Glory be to Jesus Christ Read the Bible, know the truth E. Frank
4: Yes, Frank, when Napoleon... Bonaparte's wife, the Vatican ghost, the Green Glob, saved me from a uh, suicide by cop incident. I got to tell you, there's no compassion from NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell for Zach Wilson.
1: Tony. He's your baby.
3: Ray. Yes, poor Mr. Murderer had to endure A little bit of pain. Probably wasn't half the pain that poor girl had getting stabbed over and over. Mike. Morning, Frank. Things you can split. You can
5: split some wood. You can split an atom. You can split your lip wide open. But to check to split or not to split, that is the question.
3: Roger. You know, yesterday I made the, the recommendation about Vaseline to, to, to uh, soften your, the skin inside your nostrils. How about natural peanut butter with all its oil? You might like that.
5: Jim.
1: This is a moron. Elaine.
5: Why is the world condemning Israel for killing civilians? Why doesn't the world condemn Hamas for
7: hiding themselves within their civilians?
3: Peter. There's a young man on your staff who said he's taking care of his disabled mother. Tell him I wish him the best of everything.
1: Absolutely. I'm with you on that. On that note, Peter, what a a great way to end the week. Um, I will be back on Monday, God willing. Uh, you could stay in touch with me via email. I'm going to try and uh, put out a, a Facebook video tomorrow morning if it's one of those days. You know, I don't know about you guys, but on the weekend, it's difficult for me to just go back You know, to a normal person's sleeping schedule. So I go to bed around the time my wife goes to bed. But I still find myself wide awake at 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. It's just as well because I have a lot of work to do, a lot of, um, you know, a lot of reading to do, a lot of stuff to get done. But then if I'm up uh, pre-Smirk I'll endeavor to uh, do a special Facebook video. So if you follow the page, you can uh, check that out. All right. I think this was a lot of fun. I appreciate all of your contributions. My thanks to Robert F Kennedy Jr. If you didn't get to hear that episode, uh, that uh, interview, just go to redapplepodcastnetwork.com. We should have it uploaded shortly and just go to Frank Moreno Interviews and More and you can see you can hear just that portion and I think he made quite a new, quite a bit of news on a bunch of things, including his strategy to get elected and what his future pet will be. Thought it was interesting. Frank Moreno, good day.